The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max episode 180 and of course this is the official video games podcast of W2Mnet.com and we are also in partnership with 4Mania.com and Last Word on Life and I am your host Sean Garmer and Mark is over here typing away. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. You're going to have to hear me clicking and stuff because I have a new microphone since the last time we did this show, and the Yeti sounds great, but it also means you hear everything, and it's kind of hard to do this show without having the doc to sort of look at as a guide. As much as we pay attention to game news, I can't remember everything in my head. So, Mark, what's been going on? I'm playing a lot of games, you? Well, I, uh, I started working again. So I have not been playing uh, a lot of games. I played about like the first 30 minutes of Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. And that's about as much as I've played in the last five days or so. So uh, at least I get the weekend off so I can catch up uh, there. Because yeah. we have like a three-day orientation thing next week. Or well, hands-on training next week and then... I start my schedule, my official schedule, which goes Tuesday to Saturdays uh, on the next week after that. So we might become a Sunday afternoon, Sunday night ish podcast. Uh, as, as long as wrestling doesn't interfere. <laughs> yeah, as, you know, as long as wrestling uh, does not interfere with Navy. I won't do that because I might have, I might be canceling the network. Who knows? Uh, hey, when you don't watch something that much, paying $10 sometimes uh, saves you some money. Anyway. Yeah, once the Edge and Christian show ended, well, why bother having it? Uh, hey, it was one of the best things uh, on that network, uh, to be honest. So, uh, you know, before we start here, because once again, we were actually on the forefront of the whole... Uh, video game violence is going to become a thing again, and what do you know, the entire week has been, somebody has to talk about video game violence, and what do you know, it's the president talking about it, and in fact, he is going to meet with members of the video game industry, whatever that means. Yeah, and, it's, it's apparently news to the industry, because they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, nobody's saying that they're... Uh, course i don't think they would come out and go oh yeah we're totally meeting with the president by the way uh i don't think this is anything that the video games industry really wants to deal with at this point anyway i mean we thought we were kind of past this and once again because something happens the scapegoat is of course uh entertainment because it's easily accessible and 
you know, uh, parents like to forego ratings to allow their underage children to watch or play. And he at least mentions movies in his statement too. So it's not like he's just attacking video games. Uh, he says that there's weight. He says there's violence in video games and movies. You know, people, you know, think about the nudity and don't let their 17 year old or, or, or under watch that, but they don't think about the violence in these movies or in the games that they're playing. And, you know, because they really can't do anything about the other problems that are bigger deals as to why uh, these things are happening, we have to find something a little bit easier to go grasp at. I don't know, do you think anything, uh, whether it's positive or negative for the game industry, comes out of these meetings with Trump? I mean, what can they really do? I mean, put bigger warnings on it, but that's about it. I mean, that's the whole point. The only thing I can think of, and this would really have to be annoying for, like, a GameStop. Uh, I mean, these other these other places, it wouldn't be that big a deal because they're already used to doing stuff like this. The only thing I can think of is, and I don't think this works necessarily so much with movies. I think it does work with games. Uh, they tried to do it with music for a little bit, and it didn't work either. But make it almost like when you try to sell somebody tobacco or alcohol. If... Now, this is not everybody abides with this rule, but it is an actual rule that we have been taught in retail before. If you overhear that this is meant for a minor, you are supposed to negate the sale. You don't do this with video games, but with alcohol and tobacco, because you can be in serious trouble if, say, that person dies and they bought it from your store uh, or, you know, gets sick or whatever, whatever. You're not supposed to sell them that cigarette pack or the beer. If, say, the parent is talking or the, you know, older brother comes in with the younger brother and the younger brother is the one that walks off with the beer. You know, you already know you made a mistake. But, you know, obviously they can get around that by just not talking to the other person or mentioning what they're doing. Parents usually aren't very smart about this because they get asked point blank and they go, I don't care, just buy it anyway or whatever. But I feel like this is the one thing you could do is is be like, look, this is strictly enforced. If, you know, you're buying this for your kid and not yourself, we can't sell this to you. Obviously, they can still get around that. They can also come in like an hour later with a different cashier not with the kid not there and probably buy it, but or or they can just buy it online. <laughs> yeah, or they can just buy it online. That's the thing too, right? Like people are going less and less in stores. So exactly what are you gonna do? You can even go to the red box and get past the R rating by saying hitting yes on the M seventeen. Yeah. I mean, so like what are you supposed to do at this point? It's just, I don't know what you can do other than putting more labels on the back that explicitly says what is in these games. I just, what, what are they? Well, it's just always the knee jerk reaction. Like, Oh, something, you know, one kid did it out of, you know, 5 million or 10 million. And, Oh, all games are bad when it's like every other country has violent games and nothing ha- like this happens any- anywhere else. 
Yeah, I mean, Toys R Us just announced they're, they're shutting down 200 more stores. Now they're $5 billion in debt or $5 billion in debt. I mean, that's different. Not every store is that way, but most of retail is not doing well. Uh, you know, they didn't close down not just my Kmart, but so many other Kmarts for reasons. They had taken video games out of that store for like three years running and so many other Kmarts who had also gone to that point because it was costing them money. Uh, that was not uh, helping them. I mean, GameStop's found a way to kind of stay relevant. Uh, you know, Walmart is what it is. Best Buy kind of is what it is because there's not a lot of stores like that still around that really specialize in electronics. Well, there um, are, but they're kind of just regional stores. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, we have a Tiger Direct, but there's like two Tiger Directs in all there's of like- South Florida at this point. So, yeah, there's like that. There's Fry's Electronics. We have something called up here called ABC Warehouse, but that's pretty shoddy. Like, you yeah, know. and even then, there are still Best Buys that have been closing. So it's not yeah. like they're. And then for some reason, somebody decided it's a great idea to bring back Circuit City. Uh, you know, yeah. that's going to well. <laughs> that's going to face palm immediately. Yeah. But it's just th- this is not going well for insurers. More and more stuff's happening online and more and more stuff is happening with parents not even knowing what the heck's going on because uh, at a certain age, these kids can find ways to get cards. They can take their parents' card. They they might already have a stipend that they get from their parents that they put on a prepaid card. And guess what they can do? They can buy whatever they want. Yeah. So... You know, it's increasingly becoming very difficult for people to, I mean, now, obviously, you as the parent decide how much you want to be involved in what they buy. You could still go into their account and, and you know, say and see what they bought, that they bought a game. You could, if you paid attention to the games that they have, you would pretty much know quickly which one's the new one. And you could look at the rating and go, hey... I mean, they can't take it back at that point. Uh, but, you know, you could say, well, you know, go get your store credit at GameStop and you need to go get your some, something else. It's probably not going to happen. But I'm just saying it just depends on how you are as a parent, how your kid is and everything else. And it's just I, I to me, it's like it's the lowest hanging fruit possible. Like this is the farthest thing from why this is going on. Yeah, but it's also the easiest one. It's the most forward-facing one that they can actually tackle as opposed to, like, gun reform or opening up backup mental hospitals or something like that. Yeah, it's also the one that costs them less money. So, you know, like you said, if they have they open more mental hospitals, that means more money has to be put into that. It means you got to go employ people to work at those mental hospitals or mental facilities or MHMR or whatever the heck place you want to go open uh if you do gun reform the nra is gonna go crazy so you know this is this is uh, really easy for them to do i don't know what else they're gonna what's gonna happen out of this because again even with net neutrality ending it's not gonna kill buying stuff online so uh that's where all these corporations are are coming in. In fact, that might be one of the things that becomes even somehow faster while they try to take out other things. So, 
you know. Plus, net, net, net neutrality come back in like five years anyway, so I'm not that worried about well, it. Well, if it even goes through, because there's so many states trying to stop it that... Yeah. You know, if Firefox is trying to stop it itself, it's just... That thing's going to get put up in so much litigation, it'll be a year before that thing even, like, really goes through, I feel like. Right. Uh, even though, you know, technically on April 23rd, it could start going through, but we'll we'll see how that goes. So you said you've been playing a lot of games. Yeah. Did you, did you go ahead and get the uh, Final Fantasy XV World Edition? Not yet, because okay. I did talk to Adam about it. He may try to get it for me, but if it, it like if by the fifth I don't hear anything, then I'll probably order it. I try. I played the demo on PC though, and it's really nice looking. <laughs> yeah, I got to the tutorial, and then the the moment that it's about to start the game, I guess it would have gone to the whole them pulling the car. Yeah, the open computer world. froze. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Well, the tutorials are pretty. Sm- it's just an enclosed room, you know. Right. So, eh. that, that, that game is weird to play with a 360 controller now. Yeah, really, because uh, we both had it on PS4, so it was, it was like, oh, okay, I have to get adjusting to this is that button, and that's yeah this button. But I so it looks really good. Oh yeah, and is the game it, still uh, as clunky as? No, it's somewhat better. Like I, I'm, I'm more used to it now, which is nice. Well, that's good. But Did, I imagine when I get when I do get that game, it'll eat up my hard drive, what's left of it. Oh, I'm sure it will. You will probably have to find things to delete. Yeah. But other than that, I've been playing uh, more Zelda. Uh, a friend of mine got me Wildlands. I've been playing that. I've been I bought and played a little of Thumper and I tried to play some Fee. What do you what do you mean by tried? Well, I loaded the game up and I was like just running around and I was chasing something and it like there's like a flower that doesn't attack me or anything, but it's like press R two softly and then I start like meowing or something. And the flower, there's like a line of energy between me and the flower, and that's it. And <laughs> I don't know what to do after that. Like I press it harder, and then the cat, like the thing I'm playing as, like meows more and like sounds like it's in pain. But I was holding R two for like five minutes, like softly, and nothing happened. And I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> that's uh. Seems like a weird mechanic, but I get it. They they want it to be about nature and connecting with sounds and well, even like I mean, games like Journey or even Flower had some tutorial. Weird that they just throw you into there and not tell you what to do. But yeah, uh, did you get to check out the? Yakuza Six demo before they took it off. Nope. I kind of want. I kind of want to go into that game fresh. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was disappointed. I wanted to play the demo, and apparently in the U.S., it actually unlocked the full game. So yeah. Sega had to so take it down. Sega pulled it, and then 
now I think today they pulled the demo licenses also. So if you had it previously, you can't play it anymore anyway. Oh, well, that stinks. Well, they're not going to give you a free game. I mean, well, I know. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. But at least they recognized it, right? Because they could have just not realized that at all, and then people were just playing the game. And Well, I, I imagine... Like when the demo came out, they were probably checking on like social media, and then they were like, "Wait a second, people can get past this one part where it's supposed to end," <laughs> or like trophy information is popping up for some people. Yeah, that should not be happening. What is going on here? Sega, get your stuff together. How do you release a demo and not cut it off? Eh, that it happens. I think there was one uh, fighting game for like the Xbox where like it gave you the entire game accidentally except for online play. But it was the original Xbox and no one cared about online play back then. <laughs> Makes sense. So basically you just got to play the whole game. Yeah, I think it was like a Capcom vs SNK game. Ah, okay. So didn't miss too much there. Yeah. So how's uh Thumper? I've heard a lot of good things. It's fine. It's pretty colorful. It's fast. You basically just press X to time, uh, like, the beats of the song, and you have to turn your little beetle ship, you know, when the wall, you know, when the track curves, you have to tur- turn along with it. But I got past the first area, and that was fine, but I'm not, I am not. I don't know if I actually like the music in the game or not, because it's a little more industrial than I like. Yeah, so it's, so it's like industrial and like sort of hard, yeah, metalish. Yeah, that like sounds was, like no. It was slightly more technoish. I probably would like it more. That's what sort of kept me from buying that game. Is I've heard the music is not. It's great if you like that kind of music, but it's not uh, yeah. something you're really going to be bobbing your head to you're playing that game just to play the mechanics right so is it hard or yeah i died in the first boss a few times just because the the track really does bend and you have to like it'll keep bending like left right left right you know and you have to keep on that kind of well but i mean i bought it for six bucks and it was worth it at that price i guess (laughs) Nah, six bucks is uh not bad at all uh, for yeah. that game. Of course, if you... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, I'm going. I was saying, of course, if you subscribe to Xbox Live and PS Plus, which I just renewed for the year uh, earlier, a couple days ago, reminding myself of when those are due, uh, you get the Xbox Games for Gold and PS Plus games. Uh, un- you know, just unfortunately for you guys that are PS3 and PS Vita uh, owners, you only have one more year of this. In 2019, they are ending support for the free games feature, uh, which I hope, of course, that means that for PS no. Plus, they just make those free, or you get to keep those, but probably not. I doubt it. Um, I imagine I'm going to say that the PS3 and Vita online systems are going to be lasting too much longer. <laughs> probably not. Uh, just a a weird thing to think about with, you know, all the apps you can access and everything on PS3. 
of I imagine, like, that I, I going down. Like, I imagine that stuff will actually keep going on, but I just mean like buying, you know, games and stuff. No. Yeah. And also, also, people were asking like, so does that mean you're going to increase the number of PS4 games? And they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. What do they think? They're just going to start putting three and four PS4 games up there for free now, and then like you'll never buy a game. Basically, <laughs> they aren't. Uh... No offense, Microsoft, but they aren't that dumb. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Sony still wants you to, even though a lot of people own their console, they still want you to keep buying their console and uh, the games. Speaking of, they've released quite a nice list of games here. Uh, Bloodborne is coming for free, so we can finally play that, Mark. Oh yeah, um, I'll be right on that. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, another great game uh, that you can yep. play. Of course, this is the uh, remaster. And The Legend of K Anniversary, uh, which is also coming to Switch. Uh, you can get that for PS3. Mighty Number no. 9, if you've not played that by now, you can play that on PS3 and PS4. Claire Extended Cut, which is a uh, Decent indie game on Vita and PS4, and Bombing Busters, uh, Vita and PS4. And for Xbox One and Xbox 360, you get Trials of the Blood Dragon, uh, Super Hot, which I know you didn't like that game very much. No, I did. Are you, I, gave okay. a good, I gave it a good review. Okay. There's somebody else that I thought they didn't. Yeah, that, that game is actually pretty good. Um so you should uh, go check that out for sure on uh, March 16th to April 15th. Get that one for your Xbox One. Brave the video game. Uh, I'm assuming that is with the movie. Yeah, Disney tie-in game. Yeah. Okay. And Quantum Conundrum, which is actually a pretty decent uh, puzzle uh, indie See, game. That's a game I don't like. <laughs> you don't like Quantum Conundrum? No. I thought it was okay. The mechanics were fine, but the, yeah. the story went nowhere. Oh, uh, this, yeah, the story was just silly. Well, the whole story is like you, you're trying to rescue your grandfather, or your, I think, grandfather, right. in like his invention or something, and then the end of the story is you don't even, like, he's silhouetted from like a white spotlight. You don't even see what Yeah, you're like, like, what the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? All that just to get to a freaking silhouette? Thank you. Like, you at least see what GLaDOS looks like in the end of Portal. Right? Uh, well, I mean, if you want to s- talk about uh, old games here, uh, a great old game, Chrono Trigger. If for some reason you don't own, you don't, you know, have this game on your DS or you still want to find a different way to play this game legally, you can get it on Steam for 15 bucks. Uh, yeah, that, that version's a hot... Hot piece of something. <laughs> oh, this is not good either. Chrono Trigger? No, no, the the PC version. No, no, mean. that's what I meant. Yeah, it's based on the mobile port. Not uh, all mobile ports are bad, though. Yeah, except this one has like the you can ac- access the touch controls. Why would you want that unless you have a touchscreen PC, and that's very rare. Also, like the uh, the graphics are like worse uh, because they're so blown up. Like on a phone screen, it's fine because you know you're working on a limited resolution. Right. On a 
uh, you know, monitor, not so much. So it looks a little, little more fugly. <laughs> Square, why are you so bad at making ports of your games? Also, I why? guess like the, it has frame rate problems and uh, like the UI is bad. And, well, I am definitely not buying it. Usual Square, you know. I just don't get it. Like, why are they so bad at? remastering games or pointing them like i mean for every great one that you get in like final fantasy 12 you get a bunch of bad ones like this one and uh there's another one that just released not too long ago that was pretty bad it's like come on square why not care about the people that want to buy your games i mean you make a big deal about Releasing this game on PC and then it's bad. Yeah, it doesn't help you. They should have just included a copy of ZSNES and the Chrono Trigger Super Nintendo ROM and said, "Here, enjoy." There's that too. Like this release now makes me see understand why they didn't put Chrono Trigger in the SNES Classic. Uh, I think that'd been different, though. I don't think so. Like I'm, I. I mean, Secret two, of Mana is still good on the SNES Classic. I mean, yeah, and but Final Fantasy between Six. The, between the two, I think, like, if you ask a hundred people, which do you want more, Chrono Trigger or Secret of Mana? I imagine most would say Chrono Trigger. <laughs> right? Yeah, I would have. I would have bought it if it had Chrono Trigger on it. Yeah, but. They didn't, and so I said I'll hold off. And, you know, I I don't think it would have been... They don't have to do much with it. I don't I don't think it would have been that, that bad. But, you know, it is square. So, you know, you, you just... Honestly, you can't trust them at all uh, when it comes to porting their old game. Like, anytime they announce a... Like, Final Fantasy XII is like one of those... They really couldn't. They could have messed that up, but it was gonna be very hard for them to. Uh, yeah, it feels like when it comes to the older games, because they put them on mobile, it's like ah, we'll just do everybody a favor and put it on PC. We don't really want to, but here, have at it. It's like why do it if you're gonna half-ass it? Yeah. They should include these both versions of the of a game and say here's the original and here's like the updated version. Yeah, exactly. Or let you switch if you want to, or or hell, I mean, Chrono Trigger came out on the PS One. Include that version. Yeah, <laughs> not that hard with that, there. With that hot uh, Toriyama intro sequence, that was awesome. By the way, all those cutscenes were, cut scenes, were, those uh, were like a godsend. Who's, who's the main guy in Chrono Trigger? I forget his name. Chrono. Okay, where Chrono looks like Goku, just different colors. Yes, kind of. exactly. <laughs> And, uh, hey, the frog looks awesome in those as well. So, you know, it's all, it's all relative. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of maybe not awesome, guess what has leaked, Mark? What? Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 3. Great. Because... 
What a great way to take that franchise and drive it further into the ground. We all wanted that. Like, everybody was just clamoring for God of War. But you know what's going to happen with this game, right? This is the game that's king of microtransactions. Yeah, so, but you say that, but the first first two didn't. Oh, Garden Warfare 3 or uh, like Plans for the Zombies 3, because there's a difference. It's Garden Warfare 3. Okay, those two first two games didn't sell that well. Like I don't, like I don't know anyone who played the second game. Yeah, because and they did such a like just hammer job at E three with that game too. And then nobody, and then you still had nobody uh, play that game. I think I did see like a news story about they're trying to find someone to like you know, uh, direct the new plans for zombies on mobile. And it's like, don't let it go gracefully, please. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess it's like the one place where everybody will be okay with the microtransactions. So I mean, kind of, but like plans for zombies too did tick off, tick off a lot of people because you get, you'd get through like a world and then it would be like, you don't have enough stars. Go through the world again. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, no, I am not paying. Thank you. I just no, paid. It's not paying. I mean, you could pay to just get, you know, bypass it. That was the whole thing. Right. But when you go through a level, or when you go through, like, the levels in the game, in the first, in the second game, you, do, you could only get, like, one star. And then after you got to the end, it was like, oh, here are the other two stars to get. Go at it. Like, go do it again. Yeah, because it's trying to make you want to pay to yeah, bypass. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, on mobile, where this happens a lot with a lot of games, I I guess it'll fit right in. But, you know, that's a whole different audience, and that's going to be difficult to... I don't think that that transitions well over there, but... I mean, over the past five years, they've just uh, dragged that game, like that franchise, in the ground. Like... I, I if they even release like a new Plants for Zombies three, I don't think it's going to be big because well, I don't think anyone's going to care. Well, no, they probably won't. And I mean, that's just EA for the most part, except for a few franchises. They've almost struck a lot of them into the ground. Uh, one of the ones they've successfully been able to sort of resuscitate is the Battlefield franchise, as this also has. A new game, Battlefield 2018, is actually called Battlefield 5, and it's set in World War II. So they went in with World War One for Battlefield 1. Uh, originally, they were going to call it Battlefield 2, but, you know, they already have games called Battlefield 2. So probably don't want to confuse people. And well, Battlefield I mean, 5 is better. Uh... Well, two things. One, they've confused people before because they've had at least two different Need for Speed games named the same name. It was Most Wanted and Hot Pursuit. Right. And two, like, look at the numbering convention for that fucking franchise. It goes like one, two, three, four, one, five. It's like, is someone smoking the pipe over EA? Like, what are they not smoking at EA? Like, just come up with like, a subtitle and go, here, Battlefield, the World War II one, Battlefield, the Vietnam one, you know? Couldn't like, you I... just do what Call of Duty did? Battlefield, World War II. 
No, because I'd be like they, they'd be seen as you know copying them. But go like Battlefield, you know D Day or something like well, that. D- does know? it matter? Like they're it's a World War Two game. I mean, technically, Call of Duty came out with their World War Two game first, so they're still going to be seen as copying. Period. Oh, you know you do. You call it Battlefield Medal of Honor. <laughs> technically, they could right because EA owns. Yeah, exactly. Medal of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> and Medal of Honor started off as a World War II franchise. Right, yeah. Until they made that, like, Warfighter game and the... That. Well, that and the, and the previous one was, like, a, was like a uh, Modern Warfare ripoff. Uh, they, another series they ran into the ground. Uh, but... And they just released DLC, the last DLC for Battlefield 1, so now they're fully into working into Battlefield 5, and it was originally thought that this was going to be set in Vietnam, and now it's World War 2. I mean, technically we already had a World War 2 game last year. Does this make you feel any kind of way that... I won't play it, because those games are all about multiplayer, really, so... I could give a fuck, honestly. No, I won't either. Uh, I'm sure Daniel will probably be asking me if uh, we can get that or something, and I will tell him I will gladly try. The only way they can make it, the only way they make it interesting to me is if they included the bad company guys in it. I guess they could in DLC. No, I just mean in the story mode. Ah. Uh, Probably not happening. Did he, this is a side note, and this isn't in the news or anything, but did you see that the developers of Halo Master Chief Collection like, are getting surveys about what people want further in the game? What are they going to add to the game? Well, this is what they say they don't want to hear about. They don't want to hear about dedicated supporters, or dedicated servers, I should say, sorry. They don't want to hear about Master Chief Collection coming to PC, and they don't want to hear about network or online improvements. And I'm just thinking, if it's been three or four years since that game's been out, and people are still bitching about the network, that might be a problem. (laughs) Basically, you don't want to hear about the things that you need to improve the game? Yeah. That seems weird. So, can I say that I want Reach in there, so you can have a true Halo collection? Or Technically, it doesn't have Master Chief in it, so... Say you want Halo Halo Wars. (laughs) I guess I could say that, too. (laughs) You want want Dead or Alive 4, because it had that stupid female Spartan in it. (laughs) Yeah, that we all asked for. The female Spartan with boobs. It's like, okay. Good lord. (laughs) That was just, like, so unnecessary. Like, really? Because it's on Xbox, it needs to have the some kind of Spartan in it? Great. Well, at the time, that's all they had going for them. Because <laughs> they, they didn't own Gears of War at, at that time. <laughs> right. Sad, sad world. Thankfully, we have progressed uh, past that. Amidst all the controversy that has now completely died down for a Quantic Dream, Detroit Become Human has a release date, May 25th. And I don't know, I'm going to wait 
Not going to be jumping yep. to get that day one. I mean, I've only liked one of their games, and they've made four. So yeah. they, don't have a great track, they don't have a great tracker record with me. <laughs> and that seems to be the trend, though, with that or with that company. It's either you really love their games or you don't. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting thing with uh, Quantic Dream, how that's gone for them. Uh, it's, this has been severely hyped. Uh, it's got a lot of controversy with the uh, scene that was shown at, was it uh, Paris Games Week? Or E3? I don't remember which one. I think it was E3. Well, I thought it was a VGA, but okay. Now, whichever one it was that was the one with the uh, sort of domestic abuse happening. Uh, That's got a lot... good, uh, good topic to show. Yeah, they let have that on there, and then of course the stuff with the work environment with Quantic Dream. I f- I feel like this game will do fine. It's not going to sell gangbusters for Sony, but it will uh, do well enough with Sony going into this focusing back on first party games. This is one of the things they're banking on, so. Well, it's at least an original idea, or like an original, fairly original premise. So I give him credit for that, at least. I mean, I feel like Sony OVD focuses a lot on first-party games anyway. They just take a long time to come out. Uh, I don't know what you're really focusing, restructuring on, honestly. Yeah, but if they have one come out every quarter, I mean, that helps. Because they'll have God of War next month, I think, and then... Detroit, you know, in two months from now. <laughs> right, and they've been helping. I mean, it took Street Fighter a year, but it finally got to where people really enjoy what's out there. Uh, the Spider Man, they have a hand in that as well. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, they're putting their money out there to make I sure mean, they get exclusives. These games might not be games for everyone. And they aren't, honestly, but they at least are, they are invested in the platform. And that's something you can't say about Microsoft. Like, oh, certainly. Yeah. The Xbox one is like kind of dying already. Yeah. And then when you don't have a Gears of War or Halo and it really, it's honestly, when you don't have a Halo, nobody kind of pays attention. Well, it's not even that. It's just like they're on their sixth Halo and it's like. They're all kind of, the, I mean, they're all kind of the same. They look better, and they might have, like, different crap going in it, but it's still a first-person shooter. You're still the chief, most like, most of the time, and you still got a blue lady in your head talking to you. Only now she's crazy. Yep. And now that story arc is supposed to end? And, like, and... the same thing with, like, Gears of War. Like, Gears of War 4 didn't hit particularly well, it seems like. I felt, yeah, it didn't feel like it, obviously because it changed the characters and everything else, I think it took more for people to really like it, but I mean, it didn't get any, like, bad, like, really bad reviews or anything, it's just one of those, like, it was a new somewhat. team, and it just... Well, it's just, in the, like, in the somewhat, this is somewhat unnecessary, or it's just getting long in the tooth, like... 
Sony's games, you know, and like I said, they might not hit every one, but they're at least trying to go for more original experiences. Right. I mean, they they could have uh, Guerrilla Games could have kept doing what it was doing. Yeah, they'd be up to right? Resistance Five by now. <laughs> yeah, but they decided to do Killzone Five. Sorry, but close enough. Same. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I mean, they could have, but they went on and and did uh, Horizon, and that has now become the uh, best-selling PS4 debuting title ever, which really isn't saying much when the other three PS4 debuting titles are, like, nothing. Or franchises. There is some, like Neo or Bloodborne or, you know. Yeah, Yeah, Bloodborne and Neo. I agree with you on that. Um, but I feel like those are also, at least in the f- form of Neo, I think that's also not totally Sony either. Uh, I'll Industry give you that. Industry Theory made it, but. Right. I, I, mean, I, some, someone else, I mean, from software made Bloodborne, so. That's, yeah. I, I'll give you a Bloodborne. I think some of the other ones that were like listed along there with them is like, okay, you're you're really kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel hole there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's still good. It shows that people really enjoyed Horizon. Uh, it's it's certainly going to get a number two uh, at some point. And yeah, you just gotta, you just got to wonder how long that'll take. Like, if it takes two or three years. I mean, the PS4 might be kind of you know, slowly on the way out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, by that point, you're probably hitting the lower end of... We're already talking about PS5 by then. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, you know, pe- just uh, be ready for that. If that's uh, the, certainly the case. And, I mean, there's there's not been... A ton of news uh, this week. Honestly, the Dice Awards got handed out. Uh, as you would expect, uh, Legend of Zelda won Game of the Year, as it had won for so many other uh, places for Game of the Year. Uh, PUBG won Action Game of the Year, beating out Wolfenstein. Uh, so that's uh, an accomplishment there. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn won several uh, awards, including Outstanding Achievement in Story, defeating four much higher story games. And not even having, like, Nier in that. (laughs) Yeah, not having Nier, it somehow beats Wolfenstein 2, it somehow beats Edith Finch, Night in the Woods, and Hellblade. But, okay. I think one of the awards was outstanding technical achievement, and Horizon right. won, which is fine. Right. One of the games they have was Assassin's Creed Origins, and it's like, yo, it's the same game. <laughs> <laughs> right. It has a different combat system. Like that's not technically impressive. So Egypt didn't look good, is what you're saying? Egypt, Egypt looked fine when the when like the game wasn't locking up on me. <laughs> Because that game would like lock up on me like re- re- like repeatedly, right? Or like the game would freeze except for the camera, where I could swing the camera around my character for like a good 
45 seconds, and then the game would, like, catch back up, and it's like, this is odd. Yeah, th- this is very uh, not helpful at all. The uh, it, Cuphead won in the awards you thought it would win, the Outstanding Achievement in Animation and Art Direction. Uh, no doubt on those. Hellblade won for Best Character. I would uh, totally agree on that front, even though I'm a little surprised they didn't have Aloy win that as well, uh, somehow. Uh, Zelda won also for Adventure Game of the Year. Makes sense on that front. If it's going to win Game of the Year, it should probably win its category. Uh, Clips winning Family Game of the Year, I'm kind of happy about. For another Nintendo Switch title. Mario Kart 8. Shouldn't be nominated, is it, but... Is it weird that Drop Mix is in that list? <laughs> yes. Okay, just checking. I don't consider it a video game, but... No. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's more akin to Electronic Battleship than a video game. I feel like they just had to find things to put in that category, really. But... Uh, but they, just, I mean, they, they they can't put Jackbox Party like Box Party Four in there or something. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, technically, you could have put Mario Kart Eight in there as well, uh, which yeah, uh, you know, one best racing game in Justice Two, one best fighting game, uh, over basically Tekken Seven because the other three games on this list were nowhere near it in quality. Eh, Nintendo Two is okay, but I yeah. agree with you. Did you see they're making a new Injustice Two also, like the new? I think Imperial Edition or in, like Immortal Edition or something like that. So what makes it the Immortal Edition? It has all the DLC. <laughs> okay. And it, ha- and it has like one or two more extra shaders in it for your characters, and that's about it. If you didn't buy Injustice 2 by now, I guess that is the version to go buy. And I think they're rolling some of that stuff back into like the base game, because... I read that like pe- every character is supposed to get like a level up, like the le- le- level limit is going up for every character. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Near wins best RPG, which I somehow I sometimes contend that that game is not an RPG. Um, it's or... it's as it's as RPG like as Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> Uh, whereas Divinity Original Sin 2, Persona 5, gets snubbed. Somehow Torment, Tides of Numenera, is in here. I don't know how that happened. Well, I'd, I'd put Planescape Torment in that list. But... <laughs> uh, FIFA 18 was best sports game of the year. I think that's no surprise uh, on that front. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids wins best strategy game, which I'm happy about. Uh I think kind of XCOM 2 was sort of the only thing that could have touched it, honestly, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Endless Space 2 wasn't bad, but... True. Yeah, Halo Wars not, 2 was fine. That's not, that's not your type of game, and Halo Wars no. 2 isn't mine. It's, it's fine. It's not it's, anything. It's just a real bummer, because Dawn of War 3 came out, I think, last year, and they just fucked it up so bad that no one cared about it. Yeah, there's no and one... I, I really like Dawn of War 2. Like, that was such a fresh take on strategy games, and they just went completely back on it and tried to turn it into a MOBA, and it's like, why did you fuck up this game so bad? It's like, how do you do this, people? How do you mess this up? I, I have to imagine it's mandated by Sega. Like, 
So like I told him, you know, make this, you know, more user friendly or, you know, bigger or something. And they tried to do it and it didn't go anywhere. Well, speaking of probably not going anywhere is people complaining about Tony Hawk games not getting remastered. Uh, Tony Hawk responded saying that Activision owns the THS, THPS license. Yeah. I don't work with them anymore, but if it was up to me, there would be remasters for Tony Hawk. And this then led to Activision saying in a annual investor report that they are looking at making more remasters. So this goes into me looking at games in which they are the publisher... Where they might still own the license. And what are you going to remaster Guitar Hero? I mean. They could. I mean. Like, put, out the, put out the game and all the DLC. All the, you know they had. But. I guess they could remaster all the Call of Duties. No. Because uh, the, the only ones that people care about. You know are like Black Ops 2. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. From like the 360 era. Like they're not going to remake Call of Duty 2. And they're not going to do Modern Warfare 2 or 3. Yeah, I mean, you can't... The year, already remastered Crash. You're remastering Spyro this year. Um, I'm sitting here going down this list. And I can't find anything that isn't some kind of licensed game. Do a remaster of Vigilante 8. You know, when I was young, Vigilante Eight was awesome. I mean, they did bring it back. They brought it back to the 360, I think. It was bad playing it yeah. later in See, life. Here, here's the ultimate problem with what Tony Hawk said. Like, let's say Activision is like, okay, we're gonna do a HD remake or HD upgrade of like Tony Hawk Underground One and Two. They'd still get fucking Robomoto to make it, and it would still be bad. Like. <laughs> Nothing would change. It would make a great game worse. Right. Uh, they're already doing Medieval, right? Uh, that's not them. Because I think that's Sony, but yeah. Because Sony owns Medieval. Ah, uh, well, Activision must have published one of the games. or Yeah, I mean, they did Medieval Total War. That's uh, not... That's not. Oh, that's a different about. one? They... <laughs> There's so many damn things named Medieval. Uh, but Yeah, Total War is a strategy game franchise. So. Right. Uh, I mean, do, do they still own... I guess they own Pitfall. They could make another Pitfall game. Yeah, that'll go about as well as the PS, <laughs> PS1 game they tried to make. <laughs> uh, do they technically own the Proto... Doesn't Deep yeah. Silver own Prototype, or they own it? No, they own it, and it already came out on PS4 and Xbox One, and it sucked. Yeah, so... It came out like the Biohazard pack or something. Oh, they could remaster one of the Rampage games for the movie. <laughs> Great. Actually, one game I wouldn't mind if they did was Tenchu Stealth Assassins. That might be actually okay. Yeah, why not? It's not like we have a lot of those. We don't really have a, that many... Uh, 
like ninja, especially like stealth games or I think the core so. problem with that really though is like if you try to go back to that game now, it does not work. Like you need a complete rebuild of that game. I mean, it's not like they're making a ton of games. Yeah. So you could technically do that. Good lord, you don't never realize how many Tony Hawk games they made until you go down this list, and whew, there's, there's a lot of them. Eleven. I mean, bring back Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX. <laughs> we can uh, remaster the True Crime games, which were actually pretty decent. Yeah, but Square owns them now. Oh well, there you go. Right, uh, I think they do. But I I don't know how that license, you know work in the end but yeah it's just what are you remastering Activision because almost everything you had was somebody's license yeah which would you would I have mean, to relicense I mean you say that but I mean what I can't imagine the Star Trek license would cost them anything at this point or like most of the crap on this list pro- you know on like the license games list wouldn't cost them a damn thing I don't know no. if they do it as one thing, you know, a different matter, but... Well, I mean, Spider-Man and Star Wars, that's out. Yeah. Like, uh, Transformers, they're not getting that again. Uh, so, you know, so at Marvel, they're not getting that again either. And they already remastered Ultimate Alliance, so there's kind of, like, no point. It, I'm, sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting here going and... Like, none of this stuff goes, oh my god, I gotta have this. Right. Like, like other than remastering Goldeneye. Which they can't do. Yeah, exactly. Which they can't do. So, uh, Bethesda owns Doom. And Quake. And Qu- yeah, and Quake. Again, unless you remaster Call of Duties, what are you remastering? Bloody Roar? I mean... Uh, they don't own that. Okay. They just, they so... just put it out, because I think Hudson Soft made that game. Or made those. I don't, I, I don't know who owns Hudson anymore, but I know it's not Activision. <laughs> well, I think, doesn't, like, Nintendo do most of the stuff with Hudson at this point? I think, I know, I think Konami owns Hudson. Okay. Well, but it's just like, look at all your games that are licensed. And... Yeah. The ones, you know, you know what they need to bring back the sin episodes. Exactly, because they made one and that was it. And people Didn't are people so want that on them. like Wii Virtual Console for like ever. I doubt, I because it was like a PC game, right? Well, you know, you keep dreaming about that Activision. Yeah, Konami owns. Uh, Hudson, so. Maybe you will have to make Tony Hawk remaster because you have nothing else you could possibly remaster. Also, even if you remaster Tony Hawk, like, I imagine you'd still need to get him back in there, you know. Cause well, he did like, say he would do it if they did decide to do that. So. But his, I guess the other problem with Tony Hawk is, like, what games would you remaster? Because you couldn't just remaster... Tony Hawk 2, because people would be like, you know, this is 
unless this is five bucks, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for Tony Hawk 2 at this point. So, I mean, that was kind of what HD Collection was supposed to be, but it was such a shoddy piece of shit that no one cared. Eh, you know, it is what it is with that. I just... I feel like, like there's I, people that are going to want it, but it's not that much. Like, I would love a Tony Hawk Underground 1 and 2 remake, you know, like HD version, but I know that's never going to happen, real, like, realistically. No. It's not. We can keep dreaming, though. Uh... I want there to be a, like, super HD pristine version of Phil Margera in his underwear from Tony Hawk Underground 2. <laughs> that needs to happen. That's what everybody yeah. was wanting at this point. Oh, awesome. <sighs> Let me tell you, Activision, sometimes you amaze... Like a lot, I mean, like you said, they make a bunch of licensed games, so. Yeah, and most of those, they're not getting the license again. So, I mean, we just, we just went over it, how they're and not going to. Even if they did, most of those games sucked in the first place, so. Right, so it's not like you're going to work to make them better or anything. You're just going to release the same crappy game again. And we're finally going to get an HD version of Crash Team Racing. Actually, a lot of people want that, so we'll not be surprised at all if that happens. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. <laughs> just, well, just one more HD version released from, from uh, Activision, and that, that's all you're going to get. Like, why not? Speaking of remasters, Burnout Paradise, finally. It's been rumored. It's been... People have keep talking about it. In March, sometime this this month, on the 16th actually, uh, PS4, Xbox One, you can go buy that for 40 US dollars. It will have 4K and 60 uh, frames per second support. And it will include 8 add-on packs, the open world expansion, uh, the legendary cars pack, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future... Uh, so you're getting a lot there with it. Would you want that for $40? No. I, I'm i one of the few people who really did not like Burnout Paradise. Fair enough. Did you, what, did you like it? I, assume, I, I have never played I, it. So I understand the appeal of it, and I want to like it, but it's an open world, which is a neat idea when you're just exploring around but it's a terrible idea when you're trying to race to somewhere. Yeah, I mean, that's why it doesn't really work on the crew either. Yeah. Right? So, Like, I, like Burnout 3, it had, it actually, if you looked at the map, there were, I think, three land ma- like three towns, I guess, or whatever. But the towns were all open, were all one big loop. And it just kind of, like, walled off sections of it for tracks. And I kind of wish, like, Burnout Paradise did that for, like, racing. Because you could just go down the wrong way and, you know, be screwed. Yep. But, like, the idea of Burnout Paradise is fine. And, like, smashing billboards or, you know, just wrecking cars is always fun. But 
Like, I will, like I'd much actually rather be into, like, Burnout 3 takedown re-release. I'm surprised that wasn't it, because I felt like while Burnout Paradise is asked about a lot, I think people want Burnout 3 a lot more. Uh, maybe yeah, it's Burnout- testing the waters, right? If this does well, then maybe you'll get the other ones. I imagine Burnout Paradise is also a lot easier to, you know, upgrade because they were probably working with, like, you know, higher resolution assets in the first place, and they just had to pump, pump it down to 360 and PS3. <laughs> mm, true. Uh, you're probably right about that. It's cost them less to actually get through. They can charge the $40 and make some uh, something back. Uh, Call of Duty World War II Studio Sledgehammer Games. Uh, have lost their uh, founders as they have left yeah, the company. Well, no, they just left Sledgehammer. They're still with right. Activision, apparently. Ah, okay. But... All right, so they just went into executive positions in Activision, basically? Yeah. Which, uh. I did see another story about, like, Call of Duty World War Two. Like, that game is supposed to have, like, a paint shop for your guns that... It's still missing. <laughs> it's, it's been four or five months since that game came out, and it's still not there. So it's like, what's what's going I mean, on? It's here? not affecting their sales any. So no, but I, people like that type of customization, you know. Right. Eh. Navy in the next game by this point, which they have not announced what that is, right? No, that'll be three. No, it's Black Ops Four, but they haven't officially announced it yet. I feel like they should have stopped at 3. They should have stopped at 2, because Black Ops 3 was a bad game. <laughs> it's Activision, I guess. Until they are proven wrong, they will continue to make it happen. The Once again, uh, we're getting more stuff with uh, Dark Tower, as Amazon continues to make waves with uh, making more TV shows. Uh, Not only Dark Tower uh, is possibly being bandied about for a TV show, which may work much better than a movie series. You're also possibly getting Jordan's Wheel of Time novels. Uh, So I have never read those. Uh, I'm sure that they are really good since he's made more than one. But hey, cool for Amazon that they are making. These. I mean, I'm excited for a Dark Tower series though, if that actually you gets think, the air. You think they'll get Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey back? <laughs> it's Amazon. They can pay the money, right? I mean, they just paid a billion dollars for freaking Ring, so they can do that if they want to. I doubt it. TV is all the rage, though. So Matthew McConaughey did do True Detective. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Andrew Selva still does TV. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. So, you know, I, I could see it happening. But will they want to pay the money? That's the thing. I don't think they want to have the connotation with that film. That yeah, that's that a either. bigger thing. <laughs> I feel like the people are going to just think it's the same as the movie if you have the same actors. So, uh, 
as much as I like those two, the movie didn't do the series justice at all, which sucked. Well, it's really funny that they made two Stephen King films for that year, and, like, one was superb, supposedly, I guess. The horror film was superb, of all things. And not the other movie, which has the big series attached to it. Right. But that's the problem, is it has a big series attached, so... Aren't there, like, 24 or something? Yeah, there's a ridiculous amount of books. So, I mean, it it is one film, or one book, kind of divided into two, like, two halves. So it's a lot easier to kind of translate into a film than, here's the first four books of Dark Tower, maybe. You know, here you go. Yeah. It, they will... Maybe, though, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of like The Stand to me, like... The Stan TV series that didn't last very long was okay. I actually like The Stand as yeah. a, uh, I mean, it's an eight-hour miniseries. But, right. but I mean, it does justice well enough where I feel like Dark Tower could do the same. Whereas with a movie, it's just there's so much you got to figure out. How far in the books are we going here? Well, what are we trying to tell? And then how many more of these movies are we actually going to be able to do? The TV show I mean, just keep it going. They've talked repeatedly about trying to like do the stand as like a movie. It's like uh, no, know. it's too long of a book. Yeah, just, there's so much stuff in it. Like, what do you uh, decide? I, to... Arguably, even that miniseries they made, you know, 20 years ago, they cut a lot of shit out in that thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to cut shit out, but it's like. It's almost, it's like Game of Thrones. Like, imagine if they would have tried to do Game of Thrones in movies. It's, it's not gonna work. Yeah. So just, sometimes you just gotta let them have a TV show and have that time. You know. I have a question for you. Do you love Valo so much that you would want him cloned? Uh, he's my cat. I don't know. It'd be fun to mess with him as a kitten. That's about it. <laughs> Well, Barbara Streisand not only cloned her dog once, she cloned it twice. Uh, you know, to each their own on that thing. I, I love my dog, but well, I, it's it's the it's the age age old problem of like nurture versus nature. Like, it might be the same dog biologically, but. Who knows how you know? Who knows how the first dog was raised, or the experiences it had that right. you know shaped shaped its personality, and it's the same thing with these two mutts. I mean, she says they have different personalities. That's cool. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm not big on the whole. I'm more like just let it naturally happen. I'm just not big into the cloning thing, but I get it if you got the money. It's like that Wonder. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, the the sixth day. <laughs> yeah, like this doesn't surprise me from her at this point, but it's just just wanted to get your thoughts on wanting to clone your pet. I mean, you know, maybe, but it's it's still the old problem of like it's the same pet just biologically, but I don't know. I mean, I got I got my cat when he was two years old. I have no idea what he was like 
who raised him before that. Right. And he does have some personality quirks that, like, he wouldn't have not, like, you know, if he was a kid from a, 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 a kitten. Maybe he wouldn't bother you at, like, 7 a.m. to... I'd probably still do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had mine since he was a puppy, so I... Or my sister did. I lived here with him later on in life, but he's always sort of been the same dog, really. But So I wouldn't know what that's like to have a dog that just comes in your life later and you have to teach it things and, and all that stuff. So it, interesting both ways on that front. Quentin Tarantino's Manson family movie finally... Uh, gets a name, and it also has two big leading actors to go along with it. That's kind of no surprise. Anytime Tarantino makes movie, people are jumping out at the seams to be in it. Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's that's uh, two pretty big stars to lead in your film. Do you like Tarantino? <laughs> I really do like Tarantino, yeah. I I love okay. Django Unchained. I didn't see that. I think the last Tarantino film I saw was maybe Pulp Fiction. <laughs> uh, see, I liked Inglorious Bastards. and I have that. I just haven't yeah. watched it. <laughs> it's great. I, it's, it makes, gives you a different uh, thought on, on that time frame. <laughs> it was well, funny because the... <laughs> He didn't direct it, but the Tarantino film I like a lot is uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. And he didn't oh, direct yeah. it. Robert Rodriguez did that. <laughs> but he produced it, he wrote it, and he's like he acted in it. So it's like, okay. <laughs> it's, I almost think of it as like a collaboration between the two guys. Yeah. It's like the Grindhouse movies. That's what the same thing to you. Uh the which those are both, I enjoyed both of those too. Eh, just, I don't know. For me, he makes really good films. They're crude and, you know, vulgar and all that stuff. But they uh, usually have a point, and he gets to them. I I don't know that I that he's made a movie I didn't like. So there's that too. Sure. <laughs> I you know I'm not I'm not against him as a filmmaker. I just don't have that drive to go out and see everything he does. You know. Oh, I'll definitely wait till DVD or whatever. I'm not going to the theater to watch it, but yeah, I mean, I I only really go to the theater to watch like the Marvel movies or Star Wars and uh, Disney stuff at this point. So yeah, I mean, maybe I'd get movie pass one day, but. Also finding the time to sit there for the two hours, uh, you know, matters uh, as well. So I uh, mentioned earlier that Amazon spent a billion dollars on a ring. And last year they introduced that whole thing where the in certain states or cities, they could, you could tell the Amazon person to go inside your house and leave the package inside your house uh, while you remotely unlock the door instead of leaving it outside. 
No, they had a key. That was a thing. Oh, that yeah, key. And then, you know, they they bought. Uh, God, what can I think of the name? They they bought the damn grocery store chain, the Whole Foods. Yeah. And now they want to make uh, delivering food a bigger thing. Uh, so let's just try to put grocery stores out of business too, because that's. I don't think that that's going to happen as much as, you know, with the retail, but. Well, have you ever been to a Whole Foods? Believe me, that no. putting grocery stores out of business. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you have to be affluent money-wise to go to a Whole Foods. Uh, so, you know, if you don't make a lot of money, you're not shopping at Whole Foods. But either way, I mean, I don't know if maybe if they delivered, they would make the prices cheaper or something like that. Do you think that having this would probably help them in that regard of making this more popular? If say maybe, but I just don't see a lot of people wanting you know to give up that type of privacy or security to Amazon. I don't care how much you know cheap crap you can get from them; like it's just not going to happen. Yeah, especially. Just there's a certain thing about just security that you know you have your house you don't know obviously these people are being monitored and all that stuff and it's easy to probably track back that person but still if they come and take stuff out of your house yeah you, know, you have some like nanny cam and like in your in your room and it's like oh this Amazon del- guy delivered the package and he started smelling my underwear it's like. Okay. It's like, did you really want that visual? Alright. You have it now. I guess. But, yeah, it's just... I mean, maybe like 30 or 40 years down the road, you know, who, who knows? But I think this is just too new of a idea for, like, most people that haven't grown up with it. Yeah, I, I think Ring is great for having a low-cost, basically, alarm system. Or, you know, knowing who's at the door system and you don't pay yeah. like ADT and brink all this ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, but I, as far as how this is going to work, look, delivery stuff is getting bigger and bigger. You know, you're, you're, all these companies are out there that can deliver fast food to you and, and all that stuff. So they're not wrong in having this idea of saying, oh, well, now I want my groceries delivered to me. But, man, they better drive the price down to Whole Foods because... Well, for me, the Whole Foods problem is price and then selection sucks. So it's the one-two punch of me never wanting to go in there. Well, yeah, also their selection is meant to be, again, like, you know, you're you're really wanting to, like, go out there and try all this great stuff that you don't get at, like, Publix and Walmart and all the other normal chains. Yeah. So... You know, if you don't care anything about that, it's not going to work for you. But Amazon, you want to keep spending that money. Go ahead, I guess. Well, they don't pay taxes, so might as well. Right. Uh, Disney Junior has uh, begun uh, production on the Rocketeer uh, animated adventure series for kids 2 to 7. They've also changed the main character to a female and yeah, I I saw some people being angry about the fact that they changed it to a female. 
Um, this is kind of just. Well, I'm more angry that they're bringing the Rocketeer back. <laughs> like no one gave a fuck about that movie when it came out. You didn't know about. You didn't know. You didn't no, know I don't. I don't know what this <laughs> is at all. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, uh, it's, it's a like World War. I want to say World War Two, pulp like action film. Like you're like the guy's fighting Nazis, and there's like a bunch of, you know, uh, he's like flying from like, uh, hot like hot air balloon, not hot air balloon, but like blimp to blimp, right. like fighting and gunning people down. It's like I doubt that's going to happen in this Disney. How well? It's like thing. how do you get from that? That idea to seven-year-old female-driven like adventure thing, you know, like okay. <laughs> uh, your guess is as good as mine on that one. Like, there's another story about like they're trying to bring back. They're gonna do like a reboot or a sequel or whatever the fuck about. The Fresh Princess of Bel Air, like having a female main character, and it's like, I guess I'm all for female empower, like I'm for female empowerment and equality, but you don't need to take 20 year old TV shows and have a female character and make it a new show. No, you don't. I don't uh, understand this. Girl like, Meets World trend. was quite enough, and it was actually a decent enough show, but. That was it. <laughs> I think that's what they're doing, though. It's just, okay, let's totally turn this on its head. It's like um, the Goldbergs did it with the trying to do the 90s spinoff. They made it uh, not only w- girls this time, but, you know, it's black, uh, a black family, which I really like Nia Long, and I also like the uh, guy that was, I always think of him as the, the guy that played the 70s dude um, that plays the, the counselor in the show regularly. I thought the show was fine. It was There's nothing 90s really about it, which I felt like it took Goldberg's a little while to get its bearings and maybe if that show would have worked. But th- that's not the only show. There's so many of these shows that they, you know, Ghostbusters, they did it that way. Uh, just, I get it. I get that you want to change what things were and completely turn it on its head and make it different. But I'm, you know. I'm surprised you don't have these stupid men's right activists bitching with a new Charmed reboot, going like, "How come it's not three brothers fighting fighting evil?" Because <laughs> uh, they wanted to keep. Aren't uh, isn't like Alyssa Milano like producing or something? Who knows? I I assume that they'd probably try to keep it at least somewhat. Uh, I, I, I assume they're not going to have the characters dressing in like slutty outfits every episode, like they did with the old show. <laughs> uh, probably not. They might do it here and there, but I doubt that they'll do it every episode. Oh. oh. Now she's dressed like Genie from uh, I Dream of Genie, or now she's dressed like a mermaid, and it's like, okay, it's is this show is this a show about cosplay or witches? Uh, both, I guess. Yeah. 
And there, I mean, there's not a whole lot of games uh, coming out this week, which is probably. Uh, there's one big one. Yeah, there's one big one. The Final Fantasy 15. That 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 that's remaster. a big one. But that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, Scribblenauts Showdown. So you finally have a new Scribblenauts game after what, like four or five years? Yep. Uh, Time so, to ignore another one. Uh, good luck to that. The uh, Squareness Collective game, uh, Fear, uh, Fear Effect, uh, Seduna or Sedana. Uh, that, Super that, Sed- Go ahead. That's the big one. That's going to be a disaster. <laughs> that looks bad already. Seriously. Uh, North is on Switch. Uh, Super Seducer finally comes out March 6th. Uh, I... T- I talked to the guy that makes that stars and makes the game. He he uh, confirmed that that was finally the release date. And Mulaka, which is based on uh, a Mexican uh, story, which you don't get a lot in video games, so I think that's pretty cool. That that and uh, oh, what's that? Uh, Lucha Libre Metroidvania game. Oh, Wakamele. Yeah, that that's another one. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's pretty much it. Like those two, so uh, cool to see. Uh, hopefully, Mulaka does well. I'm trying to get a code, but we'll see how that goes. Uh so I think that's gonna do it uh, for us this week. Uh, sure. Hopefully, uh, you uh, enjoyed what you heard. You have ways to subscribe to us. You can. Uh, search video games to the max and whatever podcasting thing that you enjoy listening to podcasts on we are there you can hit search find us hit subscribe if you like us even more or you hate us that much you can go to itunes and rate and review as well visit wtmnet.com for uh, various reviews that all of us write and of course uh, visit formalmania.com and uh, last word on life as well and until next week we'll see you later everybody Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.